Salutations, this is Cage's Kiss, the ultimate Cage Cast, where we discuss each of the National Treasure's cinematic masterpieces and his life. We also try to glean whatever kernels of wisdom we can from his character that week. This week, we discuss the surrealistic, ultra-violent, and sex-filled 90s film, Natural Born Killers. Actually, wait, no. This week we actually watched Crazy Mary, Crazy Larry, in which two wild youths know shit. Wait. Oh, fuck. Dingleberry. Yeah, we watched David Lynch's Wild at Heart. Oh, God. I'm Donnie. <laughs> I'm Adrian. Are you sure it wasn't Badlands? It could have been. <laughs> and I'm Linda, but this week you can call me Cheesy Peru, Black the Country. <laughs> Why not Perdita Durango? <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna oh, get that other silver dollar. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Remember Adrian, that number. You want to tell us? Uh, give us a little summary of Wild at Heart. Oh, Wild at Heart. Uh, okay. Please. Uh, now please. I I have a soft spot for this one because it's actually kind of my first David Lynch movie. I I saw this oh. originally back when I did not know who David Lynch was, despite the fact that I saw Twin Peaks with my parents in the nineties, even when they sort of stopped watching it. Oh, this is this is Wild at Heart from 1990 by the Lynch from from the novel by the Barry Gifford. Um, so this this is this is about two crazy mixed up kids, one of whom is Nicholas Cage as Sailor Ripley, and the other Sailor. one is Laura Dern Sailor. <laughs> as Lula Fortune. That's right. Nicholas Cage is very Elvis-esque, and he's getting born into his Elvis self right here in 1990, as he had not done that previous. We're in a skank snakeskin jacket. That is a symbol of individuality and belief and personal freedom. Uh, so uh, immediately after the opening credits, he beats to death a man named Bobby Ray Leonard and is sent to jail. And then when he gets back out of jail, paroled, uh, Laura Dern pulls up in a convertible and whisks him off to an adventure. Only her mama don't approve. Uh, that right there would be yeah. Diane Leigh, her real-life mama. And she sends hired killers after him, including Marcella Santos. As you do. Mm-hmm. And they sort of wind up down that yellow brick road outside of reality on account of this here is a David Lynch movie. And David Lynch is kind of alternative when it comes to that. He lives in his own reality. Uh, uh, Important things include uh, Willem Dafoe in this movie with some very special looking gums. Yeah, he's got some (laughs) special teeth. When, when, when I, this is, this is actually, this was my first Willem Dafoe movie. I didn't know his teeth weren't like that. Yeah. I, I like when I when I saw him later on. I'm like, huh? They look better now. Oh, I must have got some work done. You, know? <laughs> you are pretty lucky. This being your first Lynch film, because mine was a Racerhead. Holy shit! Yeah, I didn't I get know. to see that one. To co- you know, the funny thing is though, is like when I was uh, in middle school, I was a huge film nut like already, and my gym teacher kept telling me to see Eraserhead because he knew I was into the movies. Like, it's like if wow. you're any kind of film buff at all, you're watching Eraserhead. And later on, I was like, <laughs> you know, he was right. This is amazing. Kind of weird. A teacher told me to say this, though. Yeah, I know, I right? Thinking, but like, he was he was uh, switched on like that, though. Like he knew the cool films. Like he's the one who told me to see Touch of Evil. You know, like like Jesus. That, that was that was Mr. Glenn Ward right there. Adrian, have you ever seen uh, Roman Gladiators? <laughs> <laughs> you ever been in a Turkish prison? <laughs> uh, 
I love I love the bit in Eraserhead where we you finally where you see the baby in the horrendous innards just like under the bandage, <laughs> and and uh, and Jack Nance is just like, oh, you are sick. <laughs> uh, oh my god okay jack so, nance so um, also in wild at heart yeah so uh, love jack nance no he, uh, he's uh he yeah lynch lynch used him whenever he could although a couple of times nance turned him down because nance uh had a day job he wasn't primarily an actor he worked as a security guard and he actually died because of his profession there he tried to break up a fight and he got god, hit damn. wrong yeah he deserves so much better i know it's a uh, life's a piece of shit what can you do um so uh this 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 movie uh is uh in a way it's it's timeless in the sense that it is like all other david lynch movies like 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 blue velvet and lost highway and uh like mulholland drive um but uh it it, it is it is a few things that anchor it you know one that being that it's 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 this it is a a crime road movie uh, specifically like natural born killers um <laughs> you know and uh i i think i think in a way this is this is what kicked off that that kind of 90s like you know indie desert noir you know semi surrealistic kind of picture um, well lynch actually ways. said quote it was my road picture except there wasn't a role for bob hope <laughs> right yeah yeah bob hope <laughs> <laughs> oh but if he had been oh well, well we know that Phil, phyllis diller would have played the uh, diane ladd role <laughs> <laughs> you, you could just see her painting her face with lipstick lipstick there you know santos <laughs> <laughs> you belong right here in this toilet because you're a piece of s-h-i-t <laughs> As she had the right to call him for not wanting to apparently fuck her in a men's bathroom. I I love the shot of the suspicious white stuff swirling in the toilet. Right, like, like it's like is that puke? What happened in here? Oh my. <laughs> this this movie, well, by the way, uh, uh, this isn't necessarily the one to watch while you're eating. No. There's sort of a puke theme, no. you know. And apparently, uh, Lynch and and um, Lad Diane Lad got together and decided to shock Nick Cage in that scene. Right? Yeah. No, so, he didn't know that line was coming. <laughs> do you yeah. want to fuck? <laughs> yeah. yeah. How, how do you feel about fucking Lula's mama? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. No, Di- Diane Lad steals the fucking show in this thing. You know. I love her so much. So, yeah. uh, so Diane Lad, uh, Laura Dern's real life mom. Uh, Laura, Laura Dern is 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 made from Diane Lad and Bruce Dern, who I love. Yay. Bruce Dern's fucking immortal. Uh, and they were both on Roger Corman's The Wild Angels with uh, Peter Fonda in '65. I don't know if that's when uh, when Laura Dern got made or what. You know, I don't I don't know when she was born. Yeah, she's only twenty um, years 60. old. Sixty. She was seven. Sixty-seven. Okay, so a little while later. Or yeah. no, it was it was in uh, the year sixty-seven. I think. What was? Yes, it's an amazing uh, role she was where she gets to yell at her daughter constantly and then scream and drink and shake. Yeah, no, and then, yeah, and then, and then, and then, and then pop up uh, behind the coffee table and go like, wow, to Harry Dean Stanton. Yes. <laughs> oh, the cast is fucking amazing. It, it, it's, it's, it's fucking oh, amazing, it's a, the cast really on this is. thing. Okay, okay, okay. I suppose so. A lot of Twin Peaks people. So, uh, f- first off. Just call um, them Lynch people. Lynch. Lynch, the Lynch well, people. a lot of Lynch people, yeah. So, uh, this, this movie won the Palm Door at the Cannes Film Festival. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Cannes Film Festival, it's hit and miss like most award ceremonies, although they're at least they're at least generally more correct than the Oscars. 
Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. So. Uh. Stats. Okay. For one thing, that, that one. Uh, what some some of the some of the people in here. Uh. We got Grace Sabrisky from Galaxy of yes. Terror. Uh. Pl- playing playing the lady with the leg brace. I don't remember her character's name right now. She's one of the big three who hangs Wana? out with the with Wana. Yeah. And and she's she's got her hench people, including uh, David Patrick Kelly. Uh. <laughs> uh, uh as as Drop Shadow. David Patrick Kelly. You may remember from. Hey, warriors, come out and play. <laughs> and Grace Zabriskie was also Laura Palmer's mom in Twin Peaks. But mostly Galaxy of Terror, goddammit. But mostly exactly. Galaxy of Terror, goddammit. Fuck the world. I love Galaxy of Terror. <laughs> and I love you for that. Yay. <laughs> um, and it also had uh, Sherilyn Fenn and Cheryl Lee. Yes, yes, yes. It did. Yeah. Isabella uh, Sherilyn, Sherilyn Fenn's part, that's part of what cemented this movie for me, too, when I first saw it. Because when I yeah. saw it, I didn't really know uh, who David Lynch was. I, just, uh, I, I, th- yeah, I knew he was one of the three Davids, basically, for film directors. And I was like, and I'm like, oh, this is a piece of shit. This is going to be like the dick who made Alien 3. Because I was like 15 at the time. And that was all I knew for for David Fincher. I didn't know that like he was a good guy, you know. Though I've come around and changed my opinion on Alien Three because I'm not fucking fifteen anymore. Um, <laughs> oh, but it also has Crispin Glover. Yes, yes, it, yes. It, yeah, no. This <laughs> this this has this has the most. Uh, uh, it has it has uh, oddly less and more Crispin Glover than previous uh, Cage Glover uh, collaborations. The only person uh, that mattered, no one's mentioned yet, is Harry Dean Stanton. Well, no, I mentioned Harry Dean Stanton. I fucking love Harry Dean Stanton. Dude, Harry Dean Stanton. Dude, Harry Dean Stanton from fucking Repo Man. You know what I hate? Ordinary fucking people. (laughs) Jonesy. (laughs) Meow. He was in Godfather Part 2. He didn't have any lines, but he was there. You know, it's fucking Harry Dean Stanton. Yeah. Yeah, all right. He was actually in the movie Cage Directed. He was in Sonny. Yeah. Yeah. Which, um, you know, we're mostly talking about Cage the Actor, so we'll save that bridge for when we have to burn it. Um, but, uh, no, okay, so Laura Dern, I already mentioned, apparently previous to this, she had a no nudity clause. Right. Like she, she didn't She didn't want to be a pair of tits like a lot of actresses wound up being, you know. Like it was the 90s, sex was still okay. Um but stunt nipples? <laughs> my daddy liked them when they perked up and said hello <laughs> um but she no, was she, she was comfortable it. with david lynch and uh she yeah. thought the story warranted it because the character is fucking sex obsessed yeah and um, dance obsessed yeah yeah um oh man um uh, J.E. Freeman was in this as playing Marcelo Santos. Um, so I don't know much from his career on the whole, but immediately previous to this, he was in that terrible Dan Aykroyd comedy, The Couch Trip, oh, wow. with Walter Matthau. I don't I remember, remember. remember who he was in that, but I'm never going to watch that movie again to find out. You don't ever have to. <laughs> and uh, right after this, he was in the Coen Brothers' Miller's Crossing. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Reindeer in this, who's introduced sitting on a toilet, uh, is uh, W. Morgan Shepard. Uh, uh, now, he, he did a few things, but I remember him mostly for being in uh, two episodes of MacGyver as this evil character named Dr. Zito, who's basically a made-for-TV Hannibal Lecter. Oh. Uh, Freddie Jones, whose voice is pitched up, talking about pigeons. Uh, he was in Lynch's <laughs> Hotel Room, in the first episode of Hotel Room, which also had... Uh, Harry Dean Stanton. Yep. He he's he's in there as Harry Dean Stanton's evil personality, Lou. 
they get a hooker and they, I think, I, I don't remember if they just rape or murder or like they, they do, they do something bad and then the cops show up. But like right before, uh, Freddie Jones departs and says, don't stay too long, Lou. <sighs> <laughs> uh the movie also features power mad a thrash metal band from minneapolis there's a lot of random thrash metal in here uh power mad, power mad! <laughs> uh i think i already mentioned this is from the novel by barry gifford who actually wrote multiple mm-hmm. sequels to the book uh including perdita wow. durango aka dance with the devil in which rosie perez plays perdita oh. durango which was isabella rossellini's character Javier Bardem's on that one as well. It's not as good, but it's technically a sequel to this. Mm-hmm. And um, also, it, it of course features Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe. <laughs> Say fuck me! <laughs> <laughs> Speaking yeah, of Jack. Our, uh, Willem Dafoe cast, the, the uh, Dafoe Paw, or oh, the D silent. Oh. <laughs> Willem Dafoe, who's done some wonderful things, and he's been in some really fucking terrible things. Uh, mm. I've, I, I I felt really, really bad for him for Speed 2 Cruise Control. It's I not a gun. It's yeah. just a computer. It's like this, <laughs> I actually this is, wiped that from my memory. There's a $150 million movie from 1997 in which a relatively distinguished cast is forced to improv and play out a scriptless two-hour version of Yann DeBont's dreams that is literally based on a dream by Yann DeBont. Does it have anything to do with this movie? No, but fuck Speed 2. Exactly. (laughs) Well, um, and fuck you for bringing it back to my memory. Diane Ladd, by the way, was also in Carnosaur. Oh my god. Uh, Her greatest okay, okay, okay. I have a I have a weird segue here. Oh, by the way, uh she's also a cousin of Tennessee Williams. Mm-hmm. Uh Tennessee Williams, by the way, who had a play called Stairs uh Stairs to the Roof, which was subtitled A Prayer for the Wild of Heart that are kept right. in cages. Ah, uh-huh. uh-huh. uh, yeah, yeah. Um uh the, the, the lad and uh and uh, Laura there uh were also in Rambling Rose and they were also in Martin Scorsese's Alice doesn't live here anymore. Yes. All right. Uh and speaking and... of Carnosaur, uh that was that movie was hated by every film critic except for Gene Siskel. Gene yeah. Siskel, who before death was partnered with Roger Ebert. Roger Ebert, who didn't think much of Wild at Heart. Yeah. Uh, he, he thought the film was dishonest, and he actually led a chorus of booze when it won the Palme d'Or at Cannes. <laughs> yes. Wow. Yeah. Now, Ro- Roger Ebert, uh, write, writer of Beyond the Valley of the Dolls. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say. I've got, I've got some opinions about this guy. He's apparently, he's, he's like, he's like, he's like the, the, the first name people remember as film critic. They don't mm-hmm. think of Rex yeah. Reed. They don't think of Pauline Kale, who is wrong a lot of the time too, but she's better than fucking Roger Ebert. They think, yeah. But yeah, no, and this, this son of a bitch, you know, you know what, uh, okay, this is, this is, this is kind of a side rant here, but like, Roger Ebert, if you ever actually sit down and read any of his reviews, those ones that he actually had printed in the Chicago uh, Sun-Times, um, he oftentimes it seems like he didn't really see the movie. Yeah. Like he saw yeah. a trailer for the movie. He decided that it was offensive for X reason. And then yeah. he writes an entire review about X reason. 
Like, like, uh, well, he gave a uh, blue velvet shit because he said that uh, Lynch exploited Isabella Rossellini well. to do nude, and she was like, uh, no, I was totally cool with it. If you ever <laughs> see him talk, it's like, it's like, David Lynch, do you really, do you really see him saying, like, I need you on my casting couch for sex? Like, yeah, like right? David Lynch couldn't even bring himself to say the word fuck. Like on 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 the movie Blue Velvet, he's he's like, okay, Dennis Hopper, when you say that word, it's like, yeah, the word fuck. Because <laughs> that's the funny thing is well, Lynch makes these movies, well, these adult situations, and he's kind of a Boy Scout, you know. Yeah. But then if he did like put put you in like a a, a casting couch position, I, I, I don't know anybody who'd be like, no, no, thank you. He's like Mister Rogers, you know. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> Well, this well, Ebert, Ebert also uh, went on to say that he thought that Wild at Heart and Blue Velvet were, were like a, a digression and that uh, Lynch should have followed up on the potential of, of Eraserhead. I can see that. Not now. Now, now, mind you, is that's him saying Eraserhead, not the Elephant Man. If he said the yeah. Elephant Man, yeah. it's like, oh, he wants him to do more mainstream, respectable, highbrow movies like, no, right. he said fucking Eraserhead. What the hell do you follow that up with? <laughs> Tetsuo the Maybe Iron Man too. <laughs> Darren Aronofsky's pie you know it's like it's like oh, you can't go more bad shit love. than fucking Eraserhead Jesus Christ just like Ordinary Chickens well like I was telling you the only thing I keep remembering about Ebert every time I hear about him yeah. is that he did a special it was a documentary about him and they go to this restaurant where he's like it's the most perfect place in the world because of their hamburgers and he's like the hamburger is perfect because they grill the bun and you have this perfect crispiness of biting a crispy (laughs) bun and crispy fresh frozen lettuce and then a crispy hamburger and the pickles add to even more crisp and it's just so beautiful that you have all this crispness I'm like fuck him and fuck, fuck lettuce. <laughs> oh dear no, God! Excuse me. While I beat my crisp peen. <laughs> <laughs> it's so crusty. It's crisp. fucking burger, motherfucker. That's that's more articulation than he had in his review of Human Centipede. Sadly. (laughs) Now, uh, back to the movie. (laughs) Human Centipede Forever. At uh, Cannes, apparently there was this uh, big banquet and uh, in which uh, Nick Cage was sitting with uh, with David And all the servers were topless. She stole my comb, that bitch. (laughs) And um, they were sitting with the president of the festival and his wife. Mr. And the Cans. wife asked if uh, if Nick could sing "Love Me Tender." Well, he's only going to sing uh, that to he... his wife. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but he, uh, Nick Cage said, "Quote: I just went white and started trembling. David wanted me to do it. He was like, Nickster, buddy, man, you jump up on the table and you sing to her now." <laughs> there was no backing there you out. Are! So... <laughs> I did jump on the table, and in this quivering 
eggshell voice saying love me tender to her with sweat drenching my forehead. Then I got down and was met with fairly courteous applause, though obviously it was courtesy applause, but it had to be done, so I did it. It was one of those, uh, the most terrifying things I've ever had to do and probably the most embarrassing. That, <laughs> the most that embarrassing was the most embarrassing thing he ever right? had, had, had to do. Uh, <laughs> I think that's The family good. man comes to mind. Yeah. City of Angels. <laughs> that's what I said at the time. <laughs> it, oh, oh, right. Well, uh, we're like puzzle pieces. I mean, he was the boy in blue, though. Uh. Yeah. Just saying, yeah. like, like if Cage is going to start being embarrassed for things and apologizing, like, I mean, I mean where are you going to start? <laughs> the mirror. Yeah. Apparently, uh, this is the film that helped him uh, get away from uh, method acting and become a more playful right. as an actor. He wasn't already. Yeah. He got. Who, who knows? <laughs> well, he apparently Rockin went away good news. for. I think. Um, I think he went away for like a week to Vegas with Laura Dern while they worked on their characters, and uh, they came back and decided that they were just they were one character. Jesus. Yeah, together. yeah, yeah. I, 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 yeah. I watched. I watched. I watched the featurettes, and I think she said that on there. Donnie, you can oh. like bitch all you want, but like I, I think all the actors on the cast are just fucking killing it. Well, no, Donnie yeah, doesn't have an issue with the actors; it's just the Lynchisms. Yeah, so read a book. Jorando, <laughs> Jorando, <laughs> Jorando. Fire. <sighs> <laughs> Right. We, we, I was at, I was at work the other day and I randomly started singing uh, uh, fucking Roy Orbison and one of my coworkers is like, "Oh, are you talking about <laughs> David Lynch?" Jesus what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, because we and we started talking about Mulholland Drive and, and Blue Velvet. In dreams, I walk with you. <laughs> what do so. you bring to the table, Lindar? What do I bring? I, I bring nothing. <laughs> That's my line. God we're going to differ from time to time on, on some of these shits. And I imagine we're going to differ pretty sharply uh, when it comes to the 90s, you know, just because like some of those movies, you know, are so disgustingly beloved by some that it is divisive. True. You know, I bring nothing to the table. I just jump on it and <laughs> sing Love Me Tender. <laughs> well, no, I want to know the behind the scenes goodness you have to bring us on KG Facts. Oh, I love That's the what shit where he fucking starts dancing and he starts doing the oh, kung fu you. kicks. Yeah, it's oh. not even dancing. It is just straight up. Silent <laughs> <laughs> Ripley, you get some music on that radio. Venus and Butthead when they pretty went much. Like, That's that's that. No, that was that was <laughs> the, the shit that disarmed me. Like like. <laughs> Oh man! But, oh. Um, uh, the budget was estimated at, at about uh, nine point five million, huh, and worth, it yeah. grossed almost fourteen point six million nice. in the U.S. Respectable. So I'd say it, it did all right. And um, Lynch, of course, said that Cage was his first and only choice to play Sailor. That makes and, perfect um, sense. Yeah. Right. Uh. Um, it, he said, quote, there are a lot of things that make Nick unique, his way of delivering lines, his look. He's got an ability to do really heavy things and goofy things. His attitude encouraged me to think of things for him to do because he's so good at going into strange places. Wait, why am I, I reading this straight? I'm sorry. <clears throat> you give him an idea and he grabs <laughs> onto it like crazy. <laughs> he's like a wild dog on a leash. <laughs> that sounds pretty accurate. Tidbit, are you all right? <laughs> well my mama she smokes merits now him. but used to be she smoked viceroys 
This movie taught me that you can stay in shape by juggling an old-timey radio with your feet. That's true. Yeah. Uh, don't you do that already? Didn't didn't your what? uncle rape you when you were 12? Is that when that happened? We don't 13. talk about my uncle. He's <laughs> <laughs> got a real uncle. I, I love to dissolve flashback to the exploding car and then out again. Oh, <laughs> everything in this it's movie. Sad. I was, no. I was actually expecting them to go into the crybaby thing about him saying that his dad. Oh yeah, is the I hate electricity. Bomber. It makes me crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah, but you know, you you can't. Well, fuck. I mean, yeah. Lynch, I think Lynch can hang with John Waters. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, <laughs> but speaking of which, you know, the John Waters mustache, fucking a, right there on uh, on on yes. fucking, uh, Willem Dafoe, Dafoe. Yeah. Uh, Bobby Peru, Bobby Peru. <laughs> Uh, but I, I feel I like love that, this that is, part at the hotel um, where they're having the conversation about Vietnam and Pruitt Taylor Vince is there in the cowboy hat. Oh yeah. Do you remember him from <laughs> remember him from fucking Jacob's Ladder? Holy shit. Oh yeah. god. I'm going yes. to hell. <laughs> <laughs> he reaches you were saying. the silver dollar and it shoots out of the way and the car explodes. <laughs> oh man. I, I just feel like this is like I'm I'm surprised that that he wasn't in more david lynch films because it seems like the perfect pairing because you know like lynch doesn't follow any rules and you know he he doesn't i I think that's like what i love so much about his work is that it's so surreal and it doesn't need to make sense it does and that's what's like so unsettling about it at some times but it it, there's the internal consistency in that you know you're in the world Mm -hmm. of lynch's brain you know and so nothing clashes because it's all it's all from the same place there you know it's all going to be startling. Right. And in fact, this movie is designed to be jarring. It's got that really intense sound out of fucking nowhere. Like like when they light the matches, you know, and mm, you get the close-ups yeah. of the cigarettes, you know, and you get the, 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 the exaggerated sound effects. And the part at the beginning where he's beating Bobby Ray Leonard to death, he literally knocks <laughs> this man's brains out, by the way. This movie is violent as fuck. Yeah. Well, um, and, to kind and of go actually, with it was the violence they had to censor to avoid the X rating, not the sex. It's kind of going into the theme you already brought up with Galaxy of Terror. I think also that was, unless I'm thinking of uh, the other one that uh, James World. Cameron worked on. Yeah, no, as Cameron the worked on that. It was, it, those are his sets on 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 both yeah, of them because he was he was a production uh, design guy for Quantum. Yes, and, and what things. he did in that, a lot of those designs he later brought on with him into Aliens. Yeah, and. That's Although Aliens, I like less because there's no McDonald's uh, yeah. cardboard in it. Sorry, you were like, saying This that. movie and other Lynch films, they all have ties that he brings back or brought from when he was doing Twin Peaks. And that's why it's hard because I don't really get to talk about this because I don't really know anyone that has any love for David Lynch or his films, period. But it's a very uh, complicated love-hate thing I have with him. I respect him as a director because having the balls to step away from something hugely successful because you don't want it to be and wanting to do your own thing, mm-hmm. that takes a lot. And he yeah. still is able to make a filmography that a lot of people can stand by and love. And a lot of actors and actresses want to work with him. And if they didn't respect him or like what he does, they would have said, fuck you a long time ago. But it's what he does with his films that I know they're supposed to be artistic and his own surrealistic view. Surrealism is just, it teeters on a fine edge between being artistic and being hilariously what the fuck and stupid. 
sometimes it goes one way, sometimes it just rides that line. Yeah, the potential Some of his movies I just can't really there. go with. Yeah. yeah, it's like themes that they play in movies are fine, but sometimes, like even this movie, there's so many things that I know it's supposed to come off as surrealistic and intense, it just comes off as fucking hilarious. But I also think that's an age thing of just being so out of it in your mind that you're just... You don't care about well, it. Well, do you, do you think that the black comedy uh, label that that's put on this and yeah, his other yeah. films, do you think that that is a label that uh, people put on there to understand it? Or do you think that's part of the I intent? think it is, because that's what it tends okay. to so happen. You, you but think that's, all... like, that's like almost like an afterbirth that of it being a comedy, that it wasn't necessarily... Almost, one. but not... See, again, it's just a fine line, because it's the same thing with Lars von Trier. And when, oh, like, say, yeah. for instance, Nymphomaniac came out... People like this is the most disturbing piece of shit and it's pointless. But then other people are trying to say, oh, you missed it. It's all a comedy. It's like, I suppose you could say it's a comedy, but it's well, not. But, but, but no, no, you, that's an interesting point, though, especially about yeah. surrealism, because a lot of people like like you mentioned absurdity as an element. And I think it, yes. I think it could be a very interesting element. Uh, but mm. some people will say absurd. It's like, ah, humor. And it's like, well, but not necessarily. Sometimes yeah, yeah. an absurd thing is to disturb you. Well, that's just you know. it. But it's also, it's all on the person who sees it because what's surreal to you may not be to me, same as yeah. anyone else. Well, yeah, that's why no, I like, said this, I this, this film, it yeah. did, had, you know, like, like, like Winch himself, it did sharply divide uh, oh, yeah. know, audiences and critics. I mean, <clears throat> this is, this is a controversial well, one. I feel oh, like absolutely. most of his work can, like, a lot of it can be, like, put in the horror genre because it's so unsettling. Right. And because you have no idea what's coming and it, it it's a general mind fuck. Well yeah. But um I oh, feel like so with the <laughs> the parts that we feel like are, are the funniest are like the, the absurd moments are kind of like a break from the intensity. Yeah. With everything else. Like no, and it, and it is it, with... it, it, it fucking ping pongs with that shit. Well, yeah, I mean it's yeah, like, like with like the, like like fucking like fucking Willem Dafoe's head coming apart. That's one of the things I. Always oh my god, that was this. great! It's like, yes. it's like you know, but... like like most because most movies, uh, really, even even movies, you know, uh, action movies or violent movies or even war movies, usually violence is sugar coated. Gore is even sugar coated. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. Like, it's 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 well, rare to see it this scene, way. Um, or this movie, there's that uh, that scene with Willem Dafoe as Bobby Peru, <laughs> and he's a uh, he's like feeling uh, feeling up Lula, Laura Dern's character. Oh yeah, like, and it, it seems like he's about to rape her. And he's like, he's, he's just saying he's just over, he's just sexually assaulting he's just her. Made, that's all. He's just, yeah. he's such a fucking asshole. Fuck me. Yes. And he keeps and like, got that, grabbing that, her that and close saying, up like, of both their mouths. You got her lips. She's always got the intense, like red lips. And you got him with his mouth open with the horrifying gums and the stumpy teeth. <laughs> You know, right? Fuck me. And he keeps repeating, fuck say, uh, saying, "Say fuck me, <laughs> say fuck me." Yeah, and at first he screams at her and threatens her, and then it's and then it kind of it kind of gets trance like until she but finally thing, says yeah. it back, and he's like, and he like so "Baby, intense. later, babe. I got some place to go." <laughs> no, that's the thing. It like gets so intense and so it's uncomfortable. Like, oh, Bobby Peru, you were just, you just trolling. Like, trolling. <laughs> It just feels like so, like I mean, oh, it's so dirty. As a chick, I felt like so shitty in that, and then all of a sudden, uh, 
know, he just, like, he finally gets her to say it. And he says, someday, honey, I will, but I got to get and going. they're in that, the shittiest <laughs> fucking hotel. It's infested with flies. You get this, this, <laughs> these, these fuck awful things, like these little horse sculptures, like up on the nightstands. And she's got the phone on the lower end of the nightstand so she can have the ashtray on hand because everybody smokes constantly. <laughs> And don't forget throwing up on the floor. And yeah, not no, Jay, to yeah, clean yeah. It Jay, he's like, he's like, what's that smell, baby? He's like, oh, I barfed. I didn't make it to the bathroom. Didn't got the wrong door. And the first shot when he gets in the room is the fly is being blown off yeah. the puke on the floor. And then even one in the phone line. What's that And they smell? don't clean it up. It's sitting there in the carpet for several scenes. Uh, <laughs> speaking like of Lars von Trump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like, it's like, oh, that that barf smell don't fade fast. It's like, my God, put put some baking soda on it, you savages! <laughs> uh, but but like the, the whole the whole the whole motel bit where where because because like it's like it's like the part the part the part where they come across uh, Sherwin Finn with the head injury. Yeah. Uh, after that, right. it's like every uh, It's like it's like the winds got out of their sails and all their lucks faded, and they're and they're in this shitty little mm-hmm. town of Big Tuna. And as you pull into town, there's a sign that just says "fuck you." Yeah. And and they're and then they're at the they're at the motel. They're sitting outside on these shitty like sun chairs at night, you know, and there's these shitty Christmas lights. And they're meeting the weirdos who live in that town, this town where nothing fucking happens. And that and that's and that's when the, the rocket scientist uh, comes up, you know, like double lot spool or whatever his name is. Yeah. yeah. And when I Played when I Jack when I saw that part, I realized it's like this is a movie where everybody who walks into this scene, they didn't exist before they came there. Yes. Like these, these, these people mm-hmm. are being paraded out for these specific events. These, because this, this is, well, you, like you mentioned surrealism and people, t- mm-hmm. people bandy that town, ta- that term around a, a lot, you know, but like, um, but like, it, it's also an interesting side point. It's like, like most, most movies do attempt like a form of realism or naturalism, you know, like, like they'll, yeah. they'll, 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 even, even if they did it very badly, they'll pretend that everybody who walked into the scene is not a player, but, a, but like a character, is it a human being? Yeah. And Lynch doesn't require that of them. They have the dimension that they're going to bring to it. It's more like Joseph von Sternberg, you know, hmm. it's like, hmm. it's like, this is, this is one, this is one pixel. This is one blip of color, you know, in my, in my grand tapestry, you know, like it doesn't matter what the fuck else they're gonna do they're here to do yeah. this you know um did we derail anything from you linda did you have more that you were gonna yeah we're gonna tell there? something there peanut no um but i i was gonna say that with all the i mean you were talking about how everybody smokes and like sometimes it's like even two cigarettes at once <laughs> but, uh, you know I tried country. to smoke it's a big this, country <laughs> it's a big country she tried to smoke <laughs> three at once and passed out <laughs> yes and then she woke up to to david lynch over her saying tidbit you're <laughs> I right call her tidbit <laughs> <laughs> that seems so oh, so and, and then and then when she when she tells when she tells lula tells sailor that she's pregnant the first thing he does is lights three cigarettes <laughs> i'm smoking for three now baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh god and i i quit smoking about 11 years ago but, but I now you want cools and viceroys <laughs> I, I love the, the part where they're talking about cigarettes and and uh and uh cage's sailor is all like oh yeah both my parents died from smoking you know it's like my yeah. mama died from smoking she's like yeah what brand she smoke yeah. can we also bring up about her father putting huge cockroaches on his anus <laughs> no that wasn't her father it was her cousin Crispin oh. Glover. Oh, that, no that was cousin that was Glover. jingle dale <laughs> 
I love the <laughs> shot of Crispin Bell, yeah. Glover after they talk about the cockroach on the anus. He's outside and he's walking in this funny way. Like he's got something in his anus. <laughs> <laughs> he's got cockroaches. In that his was underwear. a lot of dead cockroaches. In oh, his that was I'm a lot. Saying. It's like the damn things don't stand a chance. You want to get rid of roaches? Just bring cousin Dell over. <laughs> <laughs> I love Christmas. See, Dale thought really that is, Christmas uh... and all the good things were being destroyed by ideas controlled by aliens. That sounds like a special, a Crispin Christmas. Oh I'd my watch god, that I shit. would watch the hell out of that. <laughs> I would produce the hell out of that. <laughs> did Did either of you see his film? What is it? Yes. I yes. I, I just saw a trailer no. for it, but the trailer, I'm like, oh my god, he made a Kenneth Anger movie. <laughs> Like Crispin, oh, I've been trying Bella. to make a Kenneth Anger movie forever. <laughs> I'd rather not. <laughs> no, you think we have enough of them? But, but no. maybe, maybe I don't need no. your approval. Maybe I'll just go be Kenneth Anger. <laughs> I have a story, a short story I've got to share with all of By you. Chekhov? Um, so a, a crew member told Lynch toward the end of filming that a uh, a blonde woman had had uh, showed up to the set in uh, New Orleans, and she said, hey, y'all need a whore? I'm a real one. (laughs) And upon hearing this, Lynch laughed, paused a beat, and asked, golly, can we still get her? (laughs) (laughs) I'd sure like me a real whore. (laughs) You know, I don't know where to find those real-life whores, so I'll have to make a note of this. Ask Dino De Laurentiis. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, David, you want the whore? I bring you whore. Yeah, I know where all the prostitutes are. I use them all the time. Yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, his life is like a Fellini movie for real. Yeah, he lives like Mr. Reindeer. Oh lord, just, just like top <laughs> top with serving wenches on hand at all times. <laughs> Bring me my Vaughn, your topless skin. <laughs> for each problem, put I, a silver dollar through I, my uh, nail slot. Wink, wink. One thing I enjoyed about this movie was that it, um, like Nick Cage pointed out, that the the movie starts at a point where a lot of films end. Yeah. And like, no, this so is the it, good version another... of Con Air. It's about a guy going to jail and then having an epic adventure and then going to jail again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he did well, have a like stuffed a... animal he gave to a kid. See, See? Yeah, yeah, he did. Oh, I was way better. Simon West, <laughs> fuck you. Uh, it's also kind of another version of uh, like a, an alternate reality version of High McDonough. Oh god! Uh, yeah, no. This is this is one of his many many accent movies. Yeah. <laughs> Put the many, money many. back in the box. It's before he perfected going in and out of character voices in Bad Lieutenant Two. So, oh Jesus oh, fucking god. Christ! <laughs> a man oh, without a gun. That. That's not a man, Dad. <sighs> Son, could you pick one accent and stick to it? I don't know what you mean. I'm on painkillers and cocaine. It's called the cage cop. He wasn't in character. He was just on painkillers and cocaine, people. You know the kibble? You know, I had I had a fairly high opinion of Werner Herzog before I saw that movie. Yeah. So uh, Barry Gifford, who who wrote the book uh, Wild at Heart in the sequels, um, went way the fuck back when I was at Evergreen uh, working in the library. I found a book that Barry Gifford had done of film criticism, oh. and uh, one one of them one and at one point in there he brings up David Lynch, and he says of Lynch, "quote He's like a pornographer, but a real pornographer, not a fake one like that Brian De Palma." <laughs> 
<laughs> shade thrown on Brian De Palma. Hey, I'm right there with him for that. You know, I, I'm sorry. Uh, Brian De Palma's not my No, De, Brian De Palma uh most most of his his career has been kind of a train wreck. Um, just because apparently he'll just do whatever. Um, yeah. like like um, you know, I mean, we talked about a person not resting on their laurels or uh, or following up on success as a respectable thing, you know. And it's like with David Lynch and Nicolas Cage, that could be a fun thing. Not necessarily with Brian De Palma though. <laughs> it's like Brian De Palma hey, hey Brian De Palma, you just did Scarface. Everybody loves it. What are you gonna do next? I'm doing body double because fuck you. Yes. He brought us Melanie Griffith just because she was uh she's Tippy Hedron's daughter. To, to be to be fair though, like 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 he didn't he didn't pluck her entirely from obscurity. She'd been in Abel Ferreira's uh Fear City before that. Which yeah, is actually a much true, better but... movie. I really like Abel but, Ferreira. Uh, anyway. He also, thank you, gave us Phantom of the Paradise, and That's... I oh, have God to love it. that for well, Paul. Dude, Williams. dude, Brian De Palma did the fucking Fury, which in which John Cassavetes explodes. That's true. That <laughs> shit was fucking epic. <laughs> oh my god! No, it's like, like it's like that's one time. That's one true. time where he followed where he, where he followed it up appropriately. It's like he did carry, and then there's carry on steroids. The Fury. <laughs> oh my god! No, that that movie made Pauline Kale come. You know. <laughs> wow. No, it, pretty pretty much, dude. Like like um, uh, holy damn! You were saying Lindar. <laughs> Uh, I, I was probably something about this movie. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. This movie. <laughs> Look, they're called tangents. If it wasn't for tangents, we wouldn't have any content. God damn it. Yeah, I will. I mean, I could go on and on about fucking Brian De Palma, but well, maybe we can do a bonus episode where we do nothing but discuss Lynchisms. But I will say that at one point, I really just checked out of this movie, and I did come back in time to love the ending of this movie, because that's the most amazing thing ever to just completely laugh at. What do you faggots want? Yeah. Cage decides, oh, baby, you don't need me in your life. I'm just going to go do my own thing. And eight guys come out, confront him, and say, what do you fags want? And they beat the shit out of him. And then he gets visited by an angel. And he decides, I need my wife. It, it so is not. He, it is not a. Is, it is not a tightly paced movie. Um, no, it is not. Tight. Like there's a lot of there's a lot of back and forth. Sexuals. Yeah, I love that. You know, they, they use that one scene. Kick. They use that one scene as a clip in in the celluloid closet. And like, yes, see, sometimes yes. people say faggot. It's like, well, fuck you. What what worse movies than this said faggot? Pick on them, asshole. Yes. <laughs> it's like between that movie and the. Uh, Grand Budapest Hotel. I really enjoyed shit like that in these. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I just I love that they kicked his ass. Like, you want some more? It's like, no, 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 I no do that not. was plenty. Yeah. <laughs> and then, he, then he thanks them. He goes, oh, and he runs yeah. off, and he's dancing where they're on top of a traffic jam as the end credits roll. Like, See, that's why we need the young Christian youth, because they're out beating the shit out of people until they <laughs> accept their faith. In, in their Metallica shirts, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I loved the gang so much because I thought they looked like they should have been a new wave band. Pretty much. Just like, like the guy he beats up in the, in the club there uh, earlier. Yes, can we at least talk about song? how... The metal band stops to let him suddenly yeah, yeah, start yeah, yeah. performing. Yeah, 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 no, no, no. They they stop on a dime because he he made them, yeah. and then he takes he the microphone, and them. then they play along and do background lyrics as he sings Elvis to an audience that's suddenly on the verge of throwing their panties and screaming. 
because yes. Paige it has become fucking Elvis. This, no, this this <laughs> this this movie this off. this movie is is fucking <laughs> it's it's fucking Wizard of Oz meets an Elvis movie meets God the fuck knows what else. It's so fucking violent. Yes, that's <laughs> it's like, like the best way he Elvis, described it to Lucille. Was Wizard like of a Oz, fifties movie with nineties metal gore. <laughs> Yes. Like yes. these are all here. And like yeah, we mentioned Natural Born Killers earlier and I was heavily reminded of that, which is a movie I've actually seen far more than this, oddly enough, even though oh, yeah. Natural Born Killers I don't think is as good. Um No. Um no. just because and as much as I love that one and, and, and the sheer insanity of it, um uh, it's it's uh, uh Oliver Stone gets 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 a little soapboxy towards the end there. He does and oh, again. I did have Roger Dangerfield. Yeah, yes, again, it does. Like, that's what I was saying about films writing that line that Lynch is doing. When I get up there, she's not going to see my face for that, But I'm going to be ultra violent with it. Yeah. It's like yeah. you just go into the side of camp more than you do what you were trying to get across with it. And, uh, that's why certain mm. movies like that just don't do so well. But they serve as comedies because it's the only thing you can get out of it. I just enjoy when a movie comes along and is needlessly intense. Yeah. You know, um, which, which, which can, which can go wrong like everything else. But it's like, you know, it's, it's so rare for anything to raise a blip, especially after you've seen a few, you know, I don't know what, 10,000 movies. Yeah. Give or take, you know, like I've seen so many fucking movies. I'm goddamn numb to most of them. Right. Well, and again, that's why I said, it's like, I may not like Lynch's films, but I respect him because he earns it versus someone like George Lucas, where it's like directors like that, where you make one amazing thing, everyone falls behind and suddenly mm-hmm. they start proclaiming other films you made before that were just amazing. Like people saying THX 1138 was an amazing science fiction movie. It's like, that was boring as ball sweat. Oh, that's, that's like my <laughs> favorite one from him. <laughs> yeah, but, but I'll tell you, I'll tell you what pissed me off though, is that he did the same Wait, thing. Did that have the he did the same thing. The team. No, no. there was no, the Howard. It was 1971. There was a, oh, no, that's, no, that's, it's Robert, Robert Duvall Pleasance and Donald Pleasance. I fucking love Donald <laughs> yeah. Pleasance. Uh, but uh, the thing about THX is he did the same thing to that that he did to Star Wars. So he reissued it on DVD with all this added CGI. And it's like, you fucked up the charm yeah. of your indie sci-fi movie, goddammit. The point of THX your extended student film is you shaved <laughs> the heads of a whole bunch of actors and you put them in San Francisco's BART system in the Holland Tunnel when you have them racing fucking muscle cars. Yes. That was the appeal for but, me. You know. But I mean, that, honestly, for that, me in the, this and movie, the white on white prison. I could not think of a better pairing than putting David Lynch and Cage together just because they really do click together. That's why I was surprised it took them this long to do this. Right? Yeah, and neither of them want to put restrictions on the other. Yeah. Can can you imagine uh, Cage in a Letterman jacket being Kyle McLaughlin in in Blue Velvet? You know? It oh could have God. honestly worked. He'd be surprised he didn't stick around to do more Lynch films. That's right? why I was saying. That's what I'm it, saying. Really like, I, I was matched. surprised. Yeah. But, I mean, there's but, the you know, uh, hey, uh, made-for-television film for the um, uh, Battle of Mentes, uh Symphony or whatever. But And we'll, we'll be watching that later. Oh, yeah, yeah. Somebody but, needs um, to mention fucking Angelo Battlemente. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he was... You know, um, I mean, fuck. Can I mention Angelo Battlemente? <laughs> he says somebody should so. <laughs> somebody's got a god damn it i, 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 I fucking love somebody i fucking I'm love his, his score just popping out of nowhere in this thing oh <laughs> yeah uh um uh and it, yeah he, he he did a lot of he did a lot of winch work but he also scored the scream movies for no fucking reason yeah no, I didn't know that. which also had uh one of one of uh one of winch's cinematographers and it's, songs yeah. and oh, i gotta I 
I think I should give another well-deserved shout-out to Cage as well, because I know we're going to get into this in his later films, but a lot of people know him mostly for his batshit insanity. But he mm-hmm. actually did do some legitimate acting in a lot of other stuff. He, I mean, he can, he knows his shit. Yeah. I mean, he did earn a legitimate yeah. award. Yeah. But it just kind of sucks well, that most people know him for most of the batshit insane stuff he did. Well, this later. is this and is I'm why I hate that. this is what I hate about like actors, celebrities and people in general's reaction to celebrities. Like yeah. like I'll I'll be at work and people will be talking about actors they'll be like, "Oh, you know, uh his girlfriend in that movie that's his real life girlfriend." Oh, wow, yeah. It's like uh, th- this is the level we're going to talk at now. Yeah. You were saying, Linda? Well, and we'll we'll go into that um like in his his uh, 90s the, the his other 90s movies because he he did say that he was afraid that um with Hollywood people tend to see you as the um like the the characters that right. you portrayed like oh he's the actor with the wooden hand who ate a cockroach and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and has the snakeskin jacket he and he was saying that like they're um I mean, it, you know, eventually he goes into comedy, but he was afraid that that nobody was going to hire him for comedy because he was this intense actor. But in this uh, in this movie, we get our first I, I think it's our first real awesome scene of gratuitous cage rage. Yes. <laughs> cage rage. Uh, I mean, we've seen crazy cage, but this is this is just unbridled. He's not a murderer. He's rage. a manslaughterer. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, manslaughter, man not a murderer. Don't all exaggerate. All over those stairs, smashes his face <laughs> into the rail, into the floor, and after he's clearly dead, up against the wall some more. <laughs> yeah, the back of his head is the beginning. Like, his girlfriend almost came. Sailor. When he when he lights up the smoke yeah. and then points at Laura, at, at, at at fucking Diane yeah. Ladd, it's like holy shit. He's We're off the rails cool. and we just left the station. <laughs> oh, oh, it's like Poochie from The Simpsons. <laughs> you want me to shoot Sailor in the brains with a gun? No. In the forehead? No, that's wrong. In the back of the head. <laughs> Through the bridge of the nose. Lots of irreparable brain damage. No, Santos. No. No, <laughs> I'm in a killing mood. Are we at the uh, cage off now? Our little facey off? Yeah. Oh, why, why not well, face off? Oh my I'm kind of curious who actually could do any of that better than the people that did. Jesus Christ! Yeah. Uh, make it all into a Jim Carrey movie. <laughs> yeah. Fuck it. Why not? <laughs> you please me too, Peanut. <laughs> That's what he was aiming for when he remade Liar Liar. This is just the same movie. <laughs> Oh, no, they're going to oh, remake right. it all with Melissa McCarthy as all the characters. <laughs> <laughs> Jim Carrey is the Elvis guy. <laughs> I had a boner with a capital O. Actually, how about that? How about uh, Gilbert Gottfried playing William Defoe's part? <laughs> Say fuck me. <laughs> I really don't mind telling you what I Jack wants to do some peeping at the seafood store. <laughs> Boy, that vomit doesn't go away. <laughs> Y'all Wait, take Gilbert, a listen. You'll hear the Godfrey. deep sound Gilbert coming Godfrey out of in, a, in, a, in a close-up with, with the silk stocking over his head with, with the gnarled teeth saying, <laughs> those are dummies. 
Dummy. <laughs> I love that scene because the those the pantyhose did fucking nothing to hide their no, identity. No, but dude, you no. made him even creepier somehow. The way his eyebrows are yeah, and, shit right? and the glistening gums, like those are dummies. Yeah, dummy. But what was even better was the shop owners searching for their hands. The ha- like, yeah, oh, no, they can reattach. They, they can sew them things back on now. And the dog walks out with the hand. <laughs> Uh, and they're just—they're in a pile of fucking blood on the floor. Like, oh man, yeah. man, this this movie must have used more blood than Dead Alive, you know. <laughs> and of course, there were all the the references to Wizard of Oz. And yeah, they, they thing, got the, yeah, yeah they got they got the uh, the crystal ball that keeps showing up. Yeah, 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 and the curled shoes. Yeah, and right. The, you know, um, mentioning Toto and and like well, like like uh, Diane Ladd okay. flying by on the broom. You know. And of course, the fucking good witch at the end, surely. Yeah. Yes, and all the references to the yellow brick road, yeah, no, yeah, her yeah. clicking her heels. That's another movie too and... that this reminded me of was a uh, true romance. Yes, yeah, that's that. Like oh, I said, no, yes. no, like I don't think I don't think we would have Tarantino without this movie. Like for all his credited influences, yeah. yeah. Like I think yeah. a lot of it. Like I don't think Fair he would have had the stones to do what he did if he hadn't seen this. Like holy shit, I could just horror pop culture and put shit together brilliant exactly you know exactly. and of course that stars uh nick cage's uh wife not at this time yet but um his uh wife uh, patricia arquette and uh who is also in uh lost highway i think true romance yeah. is sort of an indicator that tarantino at the end of the day might be more of a david mamet where he needs other people to direct his shit you're right because you know, like I, I, I'm not taking anything away from Tarantino's '90s movies, but afterwards we see very much. It's like, oh wait a minute, you were a one trick guy, and that trick's over. Oh, you can take anything away from me you want, just don't touch his cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you shouldn't fuck with me, man. When I'm angry, I'm African American. <laughs> he said that. I don't have to make he it did. up. He did. He did. Yeah. I'm like, what the hell does that mean? <laughs> Oh, is this just because you, you and Spike Lee are in a fight? Acceptance speech when he won it for. We uh, really have to pay that one. Eight. Oh wait, wait, he won. Or no, it's Django. It's Django. He won it for, and he's like, "I want to." It's like I got me here. It's like me. I didn't need any of you people. What the hell did he win for? That? <laughs> it's like wow. Okay. I've been ignoring the <laughs> Oscars like, for it's like. It's because of years. me. All you guys are here getting nominated. <laughs> My, I pay your wages. <laughs> The look on Jamie Foxx's face is kind of amazing. <laughs> like, I won. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> I love cocaine. <laughs> he does. They should have they they had, uh, had fucking um, uh, Buck Cherry to play him off there. <laughs> Smell you later, losers. Yeah, yeah. 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 I love the cocaine. I love the cocaine. <laughs> So I I think that with our as far as the face off goes that I wouldn't change anybody in here. Yeah, except for Gilbert um, Godfrey and Melissa McCarthy. Yeah, of course, of course. like that would be the perfect. No, 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 uh, Come no on, Madeline baby Cunningham. doll. <laughs> so, you, you know, this jacket's a symbol of my individuality. It wouldn't be as good, but I can see them having done this as a Mickey Rourke movie. Oh, I actually thought at one point Mickey Rourke was in that, but I was just so hoping for something in this. It's so weird that he and Cage were in that fucking Rumblefish thing, but then again, that's like, that's a movie that you can't think yeah. about too long, your brain will shut off. Yeah. Like, we, we tried, you know, you, 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 
It may not have had uh, Rourke, but it did have a lot of titties. There yes. were a lot of those. We saw naked breasts yeah, at I, least four times in this movie. We saw I, I boobies. Think, <laughs> I think there were five scenes of Dern boobies, eight uh, pairs of strangers tatas, and one pair of fake mermaid, Do we know if this was before uh, or after the Scorsese Cape Fear? I honestly don't know. I don't. I, I I'm, I'm not say saying because before. Cape Fear was a location in this. I'm saying because of the weird color fades, like during the sex scenes. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know that uh, was kind of a start Cape of a Cape Fear was thing, shot yeah. by director Freddie Francis, who also shot Dune for Lynch. Because Freddie Francis, oh. despite directing some awesome Amicus and Hammer movies, was mostly a cinematographer. Yeah, yeah. Cape Fear came out the year after. The year after. Okay. All right. So I. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna put out there that that might be yet another thing borrowing from this. Which, speaking oh, of, and, um, yeah, that's something else we have to mention too. Is the uh, next film we're doing? Oh shit! What's next? There was right, some. There was some because... debate about that. Oh, yeah, okay. All right. I, I, all right. Yeah. No. There yeah. Was a bit okay. Of debate over the so, order. uh, um, <laughs> uh, that's right. Wild, Wild at Heart premiered in uh, in uh, at Cannes. Um. I think it was what was it uh was it March May May, 25th? May 25th of 1990 which is the same year that Firebirds got its uh, theatrical American release. So Wild at Heart did not have its American theatrical release until later in the year. So they they premiered in a sense on the same day in the sense of American theatrical release Firebirds would be first but we you know we said fuck it and we did this. <laughs> We're going by yeah. the Mandela effect, where this one came out before the other movie did. Um, what F- Firebirds, by the way, uh, speaking of needlessly intense, I'm always giddy about that fucking movie. I'll, I'll watch that again for fun. Yeah. Well, good because we're going to be covering it next week. So. I'm just saying, yes, I'm going to be doing I'm that and Broken Arrow. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> God, <laughs> Christian Slater. <laughs> Fuck this. And it I'm would right be a good that. pairing for Nick Cage and John Travolta before John, we get to face off. Fucking goddamn John oh, Woo, yeah. you can fuck yourself, John Woo. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> Come for us, John Woo. Uh, uh, so uh wisdom uh i've got a couple things i don't know about you yeah guys. don't stop for car accidents those those uh, corpse ladies will give you their bad luck they're icky yeah you don't want to stop for anyone you might save a don't life don't stop for. for anybody ever just keep going yeah and just Same tell somebody that you're gonna watch year. them die right in front of you Never before they actually the die right mode. in front yeah, of you we're watching her die <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, she, she she had her uh, hairpin with all her things in it, and she had to find that her mother's going to kill her. That's true. And she mm. had all that sticky stuff in her that hair. Sticky stuff in her You know, there's a Ray Wise movie that I think ripped this off. <laughs> oh. I don't remember who did it. it, it, it it's it's um, I, th- I think it was somebody who wanted to be Lynch, hence the casting of Ray Wise. Yeah. Yeah, I just saw the clip. I don't remember the title of the movie, but there's this lady having a car accident in the desert at night and Ray Wise is there and this lady keeps reaching back into her brain wound and just keeps like, you know, more and more killing herself. <laughs> Unlike Chop Top. Um, <laughs> I found uh, the, the, the best KG wisdom came from his character Sailor where he says uh, to his kid at the end, Oi, amigo! If ever something don't feel right to you, remember what Poncho said to the Cisco kid. Let's win before we're dancing at the end of a rope without, without music. music. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> 
Marwin Marcella Bobby Santos. Peru says, sing, don't cry. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you're smiling on the inside. <laughs> or uh, the Good Witch, when she says, if you're truly wild at heart, you'll fight for your dreams. Don't turn away from love, sailor. Don't turn away from love. But I'm a manslaughterer. <laughs> Also, dating tip 155, don't tell the man you just banged he reminds you of your dad. Yeah, that was a wee <laughs> bit eerie. I mean, it didn't quite drift into Zalman King territory, but that's threatening too. Yeah. But for people but, uh, at home and uh, fans of Sherilyn Fenn, don't ever watch Two Moon Junction. Just don't do it. No. Life's really short, and that movie just makes it shorter. <laughs> Well, I guess if that's it, can we uh, get out of here? Because One-Eyed Jack wants to go to the seafood store. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, you want right, to do that well, Texas style. <laughs> I gotta say, please, please, please listen, follow, rate, and review Cage's Kiss on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and YouTube. And um, while you're at it, if you're looking for any other shows to listen to, I'd say uh, definitely check out Deep Into History. It's a really fun podcast where, um, that shit's deep. well, they go deep into history. And <laughs> it's it's actually, um, you know, it, I, I failed. Like, I, I failed so fucking hard in history in high school. But like, I, I was like history because I just um, sit around and they tell me them stories. <laughs> I like them the picture stories. stories. <laughs> them picture stories are my favorite. But I feel like if Arjun had been my um, my teacher, I would have done way better than I did. Yeah. But um, uh, what do you guys have for plugs? Uh, well, I'm, I'll, I'll take plugs. this opportunity. <laughs> Butt plugs, though. <laughs> uh, I'll just take this opportunity to uh, plug my YouTube. I actually put something on there. Go find out what that was. Uh, and, uh, you know, my, my, uh, deviant art under Leo, the Fox is still there. There's always cheese in a mousetrap. How about you, Donnie? Um, I just want to throw out the one other thing that made me giggle in this movie was the name of the, uh, correctional facility was the PD correctional facility. <laughs> and it just made me think of PD wheat straw. And that just got the song stuck in my head. So it just made me real happy. Otherwise, you can find me as Unreal Goals on Twitter. I'm not going to give out my other social media because fuck you. Because it's the boy who blew. Yes, the boy who blew on Red Tube. On Red Tube. <laughs> and uh, please remember, you can find Cage's Kiss on Facebook and on Twitter. And at um, that, of course, that's at Cage's Kiss. Uh, you can visit our website at cageskiss.com and you can write to us at cageskiss at gmail.com. But uh, we'll be seeing you next week with Firebird. And Sailor Ripley, you get some music on that radio! I'm making my lunch! <laughs> Power Man! We have Buffalo Man! <laughs> Power Man! Power Man!